The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Money Radio staff, management, or advertisers, and do not represent an offer to buy or sell any securities. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is high noon here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. You're listening to The Stock Doctor's Prescription. I am Lee Seiler, also known as The Stock Doctor. We have a full house today. We have Justin Kenny in the house. We have the fiscal therapist, Jared Bocard, is back with us. And, of course, our megalennial herself, Miss Nikki Ward. And we have a lot going on, guys. And it's just uh, what has happened this week. I mean, look, we've had, uh, we had one bad day last week on Monday. And then the market rallied five days straight. And then uh, Tuesday was a little ugly, although not horrendous. And, you know, we've had unbelievable earnings. And uh, it's just, it's amazing these companies. Now, look, there was, the bars were lowered, of course, across the board. All these bars were lowered. However, they are absolutely not beating. And Justin, you made a joke, I think, about how the analyst is kind of getting it way off. But not just beating by a little bit. Crushing it. Absolutely annihilating the analyst estimate. And we're going to get deeper into it, but just to give you an example of that, Google earned $27.26 a share versus an estimate of $19.34 a share. That's like 30% off. That's a that's significant. The, the analyst with 30% wrong That's on like that. meteorologist standards. It's not crazy. In, not where I've lived. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, look, let's. Um, last week was a pretty good week. You had uh, the, the markets across the board. We're surging higher, especially uh, after the Monday. After the Monday, the look, the were Monday talking about like, oh, is this going to be an extended downturn? It was seven hundred uh, points down, and then you start getting a little bit concerned of what's going on with the Delta variant. So the question is here: Look, we had a decent week last week. The uh, advanced decline line was not what you'd expect. All right, it was starting to get worse a few weeks ago. Got a little bit better last week, uh, and then you look at what happened on Tuesday in the markets, and, and again. That was not a great day either, but the Dow Jones was down 85 points at 35,058. The S&P down 20 at 4401. The NASDAQ was down 180 at 14,660. The NASDAQ took the biggest hit, down 1.2%. Uh, the Dow was only down a quarter of a percent, and the S&P down about 47 basis points. But um, we're going to get into this because it's earnings season. I want to get into why the markets may be uh, a little bit concerned. But I want to make an announcement, and uh, I will be in the Phoenix area. I'll be there for an event. We have a meet-and-greet event, details to follow. But on August 11th and 12th, uh, I, the stock doctor, will be in Phoenix. And we want to encourage you, when you get the details of the event, to come on out and join with us. Also, I'm available to talk to people about their portfolios. If you want to sit down and talk about what we can do to help you and your portfolio, I'm available, so I want you to write this number down. Uh, I'll give you a toll-free number, 888-855-2855. That's 888-855-2855. If you can't write it down, go to our website, stockdr.com, or the Money Radio website. Get a hold of us, because on August 11th and 12th, I am setting appointments. I am limited to the appointments that I can take. But I will take some. So, um, anyway, the markets. What is going to cause the market, or what's causing some of this volatility? Is it the Delta variant? 
which, you know, is something to be concerned about because now there are mask mandates going on. And then when mask mandates get in there, people start getting concerned. Whoa, are they going to shut down the economy again? But I think all it takes is for the uh, the state governments and that they're in control of this. The state governments to say, you know what? I think we're going to cut back our restaurants to 50% capacity again. And I think that causes panic once again. I think we're going to see, too, just vaccine mandates. And we already have, you know, the VA came out and said we're going to force our employees to become vaccinated. Corporate America may start uh, as well. And I think if we want to encourage and provide atmospheres for business to be at full capacity, we need to not be so lackadaisical about vaccination. That is the way out of this thing. Yeah. You're starting to see a war play out, though, between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, and it's going to get worse, especially you look at a bunch of bars now, and like San Francisco, for example, are now requiring vaccination cards or a... They are. Or a, oh, wow. Yeah, for indoor, drinking indoors. Uh, I mean, I think you're going to start seeing that play out more and more against the private sector, because as a government, I don't think you can uh, mandate that people get the vaccine, but private business... I, private, yeah. I think they can. They a private can. business certainly can. And um, my concern is that, not my concern, my my peeve is that I'm vaccinated, yet I still have to wear a mask on a plane because there are people that are unvaccinated on there. I, I have no problem with these companies like American Airlines or Delta or Carnival Cruise Line or Royal Caribbean saying, hey, we want everybody to fly our jets. We want everybody to get on our cruises. But I'm sorry, you just have to get vaccinated first. I have no problem with that. Especially since the vaccines have been tested. They've been out for a long time. They're actually the most tested vaccines in history. And we still haven't gotten FDA approval. As surprising as it is. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I think that's really what you need. Is it? it I think the FDA if needs the to FDA step up to the plate. This thing, a lot of people would probably consider. I think so. They'd probably reconsider. Except for the ones that think that they're tracking them with this, vi- with this vaccine. Look, there's a loony tune around every corner. <laughs> there's nothing we can do about the lunatics. The same ones that have, you know, iPhones and Androids. Right, they're exactly. They're worried about it. So uh, <laughs> is it the Delta variant that's going to cause concern in the market? Is it? it uh, it's not going to be earnings. It's the question mark. Is it, it inflation? It, think internationally it's, it's the same as it's always been it's it's the lack of clear concise future that that causes people to kind of take a step back and, and try to figure out what's going on well and i don't i don't you know earnings this quarter is fantastic but i think the concern is what's going to happen next year the bar was low for all these companies they absolutely destroyed them we're going to get into earnings in a little bit you know you have a you had a two-day fed meeting going on uh you know, it, are there going to be government shutdowns? What China? Sure. What's going on over in and, China? And I mean, that's you, you know, thing. like there's there Starbucks beat their earnings, but they said, hey, we don't know how this all the whatever's playing out in China, all this overregulation. We don't know how that's going to affect us going forward. So they beat, but gave sort of soft, you know, expectations going forward because they're not real sure about China. Well, it seems that sounds like the Chinese government's on a mission. They're just attacking certain elements of their country, whether it's uh, an industry, an econ- part of the economy. But, you know, you first they, they, hit, the, they hit the Bitcoin miners. Yep. They, they that was a month crypto ago. Miners, the crypto miners. And then now... Now they're barring for-profit tutoring platforms on core school subjects and uh, forbidding them to raise mm-hmm. capital through IPOs, as well as advertising their programs within China. Well, and, and the... Uh, Chinese companies are canceling their U.S. IPOs. That's just the mm-hmm. tip of the iceberg. Too. As we speak, there's, there's a lot more underneath the surface that I that we can't even see. 
You Wait, mean, even you mean they're China not transparent? China's not giving full disclosure? Uh, they, were very, they were very good about the lab. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another China. thing, too. That's another thing, that whole lab situation. Well, but like we said, we, I think you and Nikki and I had a conversation the other week. We will never, nobody's ever going to know exactly where this came from, what happened, uh, how it got here. It, it could be a bunch of different scenarios. It's just we'll never know. Cause Meh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> how it got here. <laughs> you, can have your, you can have your opinion of it, but I realistically, think, uh, there will never be a 100% certainty about what happened. I'm, 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 I'm 99. 99.9? Yeah, John Stewart and I. Uh, Ninety about as good as the J and J vaccine of death because sure. it, it's like one hundred percent with uh, against say death. You're like well, hand sanitizer. I, I think that I think that as time has gone on and, and a few more people have maybe not <laughs> been on the back. right side of this thing. I always couldn't understand how you could say ah, we're a hundred percent. Yeah, no death. Yeah. Well, the thing is that so many people have been vaccinated that a certain number of those people are just expected to die. There's X number of people on the planet die every day, and some of them had. A vaccine, and I think the running tally now is well over like seven or eight thousand vaccinated people have died from one thing or another. Right. Well, you look at the the numbers, and it's like the of deaths, and like ninety between ninety eight and ninety nine percent of it has been unvaccinated people versus. I'm talking about in general, though. Like, oh, okay. yeah, I, I think that of everybody that's gotten vaccinated, some of those people were going to die of other things, and people are saying, "But it killed them." Well, no, it wasn't that that killed them. Of course not. Hey, we have the biggest week of earnings, too, and there really has been – it's been exciting because it started out on Monday. You had Tesla earnings, which were very, very impressive. We're going to get into those numbers. Then yesterday you had Apple, Microsoft, Google. Today you have Facebook, PayPal, Pfizer. I'm just, just putting the main ones out there. Tomorrow Amazon's going to be a big one. How much um, How much you want to bet Amazon beats their earnings by – 30%. At this point, I can't really rely on the analysts to give me a good expectation. So 30%, 40 12 I, I don't know. You, you know, probably we, have like a 30% each way. We used to joke about Tesla that they you know, they can never make a profit. Uh, we but, used to bet on well, it that, in no, the office. That, no, that's because, that's because they for never did. years they never made a profit. Okay, well, guess what? They, they made over a billion dollars in net profit in Q2. That is 10 times over what they made a year ago same quarter it's about time that is about time and i gotta tell you though they they have a lot of demand for their vehicles and there's really four elements that i saw off that earnings report that i thought was uh was pretty impressive we'll get back to that we'll talk about apple microsoft google don't forget i'll be there august 11th and 12th for a meet and greet for details call the office 888-855-2855 you can email us feedback at stock dr.com if you want to set up some time to talk about your portfolio you are listening to the stock doctor's prescription i am lee seiler don't go anywhere we'll be right back 1510 and 105.3 money radio are you losing sleep over recent market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings let's face it if you're at or near retirement you can't afford to lose 40 percent of your nest egg like so many did in 2008 on one hand, you want safety and guarantee of principal. On the other hand, most people prefer the potential of higher growth by being linked to the market. Now you can have both. 
principal protection during market downturns and desirable market-linked growth during upturns. When the market goes up, you go up with it and your gains are locked in. And when the market goes back down, you're guaranteed not to lose. It's that simple. If you like the idea of avoiding market risk but earning more than a CD, call Siler Wealth Management at 407-831-8002. We'll keep it simple. We'll teach you time-tested, proven strategies to help grow your income and keep your principles safe for retirement. To get started, call Siler Wealth Management at 407-831-8002 and listen to Money Radio Wednesdays at noon for the Stock Doctor's Prescription Show. If you've recently made the switch to Money Radio, first, thank you. And second, we'll work hard to keep you with us as we talk about all things relating to money. We want you to make more of it and then keep it for whatever. There's more advice on the way from Money Radio 1510 and 105.3 FM. I'm a million-dollar Bill Keevan, and I wrote a book. It's a collection of 43 essays about how to learn the lessons in the stock market. It's called Drop Dead and Other Words of Wisdom. Now, my ex-wife gave me that advice, drop dead, and it meant something, and I don't think it was nice. What it means to an investor, though, is that you should absolutely have a drop dead price to sell before you enter into a trade, and that is good advice. Drop Dead, in other words, of wisdom is still available in print at Amazon.com and a variety of other booksellers online. Welcome back. You're listening to Stock Doctors Prescription. I'm Lee Seiler, the Stock Doctor. Justin Kenny, this Justin's in the house. We have our fiscal therapist who has missed the last few weeks. He's been busy with clients. Seems like every time we uh, do the show, he's, he's in there talking to clients, which is a good thing. And, of course, our megalennial, Miss Nikki Ward. Thanks for joining us here on KFNN Money Radio, 1510 AM, 105.3 FM. And, uh, again, don't forget, August 11th and 12th. The Stock Doctor will be in Phoenix, Arizona, so I look forward to uh, seeing you guys at the meet and greet. You'll hear it on the stations. Uh, I don't have the details yet because we're two weeks away. But um, It's going to be a ticker tape parade. Though, it's going right? to be a ticker tape parade. Right. That's gonna it. On, you're going to be on the Stock Doctor float? Yeah, I am. I am. Good. I'll be Good. throwing out beads and... Yeah, doing the whole thing. Yeah, Good exactly. Um, but if you want to sit down and talk to me about your portfolio, I'm going to make myself available for some appointments on the 11th and the 12th. And uh, so just get a hold of us. Call the office, 888-855-2855. Write this down right now while you're driving. You're texting, so you may as well just write this, put it in text, 888-855-2855. Call the office, say you want to sit down and make a time, and we'll, uh, we'll start putting the appointments together. Or you can email feedback at stockdr.com. Before the break, we're talking about Tesla, which... Made a nice chunk of money. Finally, made uh, they made a billion dollars in their Q2, uh, up tenfold as we mentioned. The company made a dollar fourteen a share. Excuse me, hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, hundred and fourteen billion. That's one forty-five a share, or ninety-eight cents was their estimate. Their sales came in at almost twelve billion, and uh, expectation was eleven point three billion. Overall, automotive revenue came in at $10.21 billion, of which only $354 million, about 3.5%, came from sales of regulatory credits. That was something That's I was big. really keeping an eye out for, was how much money did they make off of selling regulatory credits versus selling actual cars. That's big because their previous reports have been padded by those numbers. So yes. it looks like, hey, they've been doing really well, but in actuality, a lot of that was from these credits. 
Right. And now it's like, hey, wait, maybe they're really yeah. a car company. I mean, they're really having organic growth. Now, look, I literally parked between two Teslas at the grocery store the other day. So I'm seeing more of them. Yeah. I love more. when you see them with the pets inside and they have the little thing on their screens that yeah, says, like, like, my owner will be right back. It's a cool 72 is, degrees yeah. in here. I'm like, oh, good to know. I don't have to smash any windows. You know, there's, and there's some. I'm sure there's from, some people are going to smash them anyway. But from, <laughs> not me. From reading the reports, I mean, there's some interesting takes you can get from it. I, you know, it sales almost $12 billion. That's for a quarter. You had uh, profits that skyrocketed. You had free cash flow, which is very, very healthy. It's actually improved from $418 billion to $619 billion in free cash flow. Their total cash fell a little bit from $17.1 to $16.2 billion. That's due to some debt repayment. And there is, like you said, Justin, there is robust demand for these vehicles. Now, I couldn't tell you, you know, the report will tell us, it'll spell it out. But I think a lot of it was their entry level type model. A lot would, of the sales, I would, I would expect so because the the top tier Tesla is not a cheap undertaking. No. this is a hundred thousand dollar plus vehicle, and their truck is being delayed till two thousand twenty two. Darn chip shortage. That's an ugly. It, is it looks like a door stopper. Incredibly terrible it's looking awful. vehicle. Uh, the the Ford Maverick, yeah, looks cool. It, it is kind of a cool looking little truck. This uh, Tesla the, truck, mm -mm. but. What, you like it? I don't I think like's a strong word. Would I drive it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Man. you may drive it. But so, uh, you know, there's some interesting takes as far as Wall Street when it comes to Tesla. You had um, Goldman Sachs. They upped their price target to 875 a share from 860. Remember, the stock is trading in the low sixes. You had um, Piper Saddler. They put an overweight rating at $1,200 price target. Uh Credit Suisse, $800 price target. Morgan Stanley, $900. However, not everybody likes a stock. J.P. Morgan, underweight, target 180 to 160 And Citigroup, sell at 175 Okay, I want to talk about a rating real quick. If J.P. Morgan, since they believe the stock's going to 180 160 would you underweight or would you just sell it? Not own it at all. Right. I know. At least Citi, they this said, sell. We think it's going to 175 Right. I, I don't get that. Uh, somebody needs to call them. Yeah. So let's talk about the other ones. Might be a new analyst. Like, underweight because it's going down, down, down. Yeah. Well, then you're telling me to still own it, but just not as much. Look, Apple had great earnings. And, you know, this is our largest position, by the way. And I'm glad it's our largest position. It has really done well over the years. We've owned it for many, many, many years. And uh, they came out with earnings that just absolutely demolished expectations. Dollar uh, thirty a share versus one hundred one iPhone sale, uh, sales were robust. You're welcome. And yeah. you know the the chip shortage is still a little bit of a hindrance, but they've uh, they did really did some workarounds around that. They had one eighty one point four billion in sales versus seventy three point three eighty one point four billion. I know in sales. And typically, that this period is the company's slowest quarter of the year. If you think about it, like seriously, these guys sell thousand dollar phones like mcdonald's sells big macs every single it's person crazy. sitting at this table has one yeah well, including the fiscal therapist because he finally broke down and got an iphone oh we did he have an android he converted he converted oh, oh does it have the three cameras on it oh yes uh, of course he got the top Captain, of the line one duh come oh, on. he can't get the cheap one <laughs> no, no. He the iphone 10 it wasn't an option okay <laughs> well look they're they're macs and their iPads were a little affected by the chip shortage, but uh, certainly iPhone sales and, and the upgrade cycle is just unbelievable. I mean, they were affected, but they still beat 
uh, for iPad, it was 7.37 billion versus 7.15 expected or estimated. And then uh, the iPad revenue is 7.37 billion versus 7.15 estimated. Look, we own the stock. Would I buy the stock today? No, I would not. Is that because it's almost at an all-time high? I would, yeah, because I know that at some point you'll get an opportunity to own it cheaper. I just that's just the way I look at things. And look, I love the stock. I own it personally. We own it for our clients, our biggest holding. But it it looks kind of double topish to me. It made a nice run from those lows. It didn't participate all year long until the last couple of months. I think that this was kind of baked in the cake. I think Wall Street expected, you know what? There's a stock that hasn't done so well this year, but they're hitting on all cylinders. And certainly. Apple's one of those, but when you look at one of the other ones, and two of the other ones that reported also yesterday, Google, which I, I can't call it Alphabet, I'm sorry. I know, I can't, I can't either. And as Microsoft. As long as the symbol is still, yes. you know. Yes. It's not Alphabet, it's Google. Google, Google bra. Yeah, I knew okay. that was coming. <laughs> I was like in unison. Our yeah. inner office Thanks. joke just doesn't translate well on air. No, but the, but the Google. <laughs> but it's okay, first of all for us. The Google chart, the stock's been on fire all year long. It has really just led the way and they came out with $27 and 26 cents a shared earnings versus $19 and 34 estimate. They did 61.8 billion in the quarter versus an estimate of 56.16. Their revs were up 69% and a lot of analysts out there are saying this was the quintessential reopen play. Yeah. YouTube revenue is up 83% from last year. Really? Let me think about this, because everybody sat around last quarter last year watching YouTube. It's those millennials working from home. (laughs) (laughs) No, those were the ones who were Googling, like, how do I email back not being so passive aggressive? You think? Yeah. And then it was the boomers. How do I use Zoom? The boomers? Yeah. That wasn't me. No, because you just asked us. Because I don't know yeah, how exactly. to use it. You didn't even Google it. You just forced us a, to do we it. We should have yeah. a segment on the show called Ask a Millennial. <laughs> we should. Or Ask a Boomer. I think it could uh, go it back could and work. forth. It could work. We should. Hey, by the way, um, 888-855-2855. That gets you on with us. All you have to do is give us a call. We'll talk about uh, anything you want to talk about. Your portfolio is prefer- preferably. Yes, please. Yeah. Don't ask us what this looks like. Or yeah, anything. I don't care. None of that stuff. I don't care about that. Um, if you ask us about Dogecoin, we might hang up. Y- yes, exactly. Especially if you get to leave. And we get a ton of listener questions, so please, you can call us and, and uh, submit your listener question, or you can go feedback at stockdr.com, and I'll uh, be seeing you guys August 11th and 12th in Phoenix. I'm excited about that. Uh, always a great trip over there and uh, with the folks at KFNN. Money Radio, 1510, 105.3. So let's talk about Microsoft, because Microsoft is another one that has just been Unbelievable. The stock has done exceptionally well all year. It's been a, a terrific performer. They, they came out with uh, great earnings, 217 versus 192. But, again, the scenario is these, they're, are they all baked in the cake? You had this big run up to earnings. Typically, when you see that, the party's probably over. And I'm saying over permanently, but over yeah, no, short term. It does feel like, okay, everybody's beating these revised estimates from – you know, when things were really bad and what's it going to be like next year when everything is back in order or hopefully is is back in order? I think it's just mainly because the, the analysts don't know how to estimate in a completely different environment than what they're used to. Yeah, because there, there are numbers all over like the board. Even last year, you look at the companies weren't even making estimates because they had no idea what was going on. 
Yeah. So I think we're, we're still getting forecasts. getting back to normal on, on that. And it, uh, yeah, I, I don't envy their job. I, you don't know what you don't know what's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, how can you estimate earnings for Carnival Cruise Line without any guidance? Yeah, there's no guidance at all. Well, we did talk about this, I think, a week or two ago. That Carnival probably in the Q2 of last year did zero. They sold a and, mug or a shirt. Unless there's coffee yeah. mugs from the uh, online store. Yep. Anyway, you're listening to Stock Doctor's Prescription. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is expected to announce Thursday, pending a policy review, that his administration will require federal employees to get vaccinated or be regularly tested for COVID-19. The move comes as Google announces it will require all workers coming to campus to be vaccinated, joining the number of public and private enterprises taking new precautions as a highly infectious Delta variant of COVID-19 sweeps the United States. Johns Hopkins University reporting on Tuesday just over 70,000 new cases of COVID-19 and 462 deaths from the virus. There's an agreement on a bipartisan infrastructure deal. Ohio Republican Senator Rob Portman saying they have worked out the major issues. Portman adding the bill is paid for, a vote expected later to begin debate on the bill. USA Radio News. They're calling it the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust. I'm a million-dollar Bill Keevan, and I wrote a book. It's a collection of 43 essays about how to learn the lessons in the stock market. It's called Drop Dead and Other Words of Wisdom. Now, my ex-wife gave me that advice, drop dead, and it meant something, and I don't think it was nice. What it means to an investor, though, is that you should absolutely have a drop-dead price to sell before you enter into a trade, and that is good advice. Drop Dead, in other words, of wisdom is still available in print at Amazon.com and a variety of other booksellers online. Many investors aren't aware that as you get closer to retirement, it's important to protect the savings you've worked so hard to accumulate. After all, you can't take the same type of risk you did when you were younger. The problem is that traditional safe money strategies like CDs and bonds aren't performing as well as we would like them to right now. On one hand, you want safety and guarantee of principle. On the other hand, most people prefer the potential of higher growth by being linked to the market. Well, now you can have both principal protection during market downturns and desirable market-linked growth during upturns. When the market goes up, you go up with it. And when the market goes back down, you're guaranteed not to lose principal. 
If avoiding market risk and still earning more than a CD sounds good to you, call Siler Wealth Management today at 407-831-8002. They've developed proven strategies to not only grow your income, but also keep your principles safe for your retirement. To get started, call Siler Wealth Management at 407-831-8002 and listen to Money Radio Wednesdays at noon for the Stock Doctor's Prescription Show. Chesco with your money now. Tech shares are doing okay, but stocks are mixed overall. Here in the final hour of the session, the Dow Industrials are down 80 points. The S&P 500 up 7, and that tech-heavy Nasdaq composite is up 130 points. Word today that Ford is reinstating mask requirements for workers and visitors at facilities in Missouri and Florida. Those two states are hotspots for the Delta variant of the coronavirus. The automaker will also require U.S. employees planning international business travel to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Ford's Kansas City, Missouri plant, which builds the F-150 pickup, has about 7,200 employees. A large slice of Charles and Diana's wedding cake has emerged for sale 40 years after they tied the knot, and it's still wrapped in saran wrap, or as the British call it, cling film. The slice, decorated with an icing royal coat of arms, was given to one of the Queen's employees following the 1981 ceremony. The piece of cake expected to sell for about 700 bucks at auction. That's your money now. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org slash radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Stock Doctor's Prescription right here on KFNN Money Radio, 1510, 105.3 FM. And uh, by the way, next week, I'm just reminding you, next week we have a real special guest. And because people like me who don't know much about cryptocurrency and blockchain, uh, we have an expert, Jesse Markowitz. And he has a website and a, and a service, actually. YourPersonalCryptoAssistant.com. So he'll be joining us next week and talk about uh, blockchain and Bitcoin and Ether. And If any of you have any questions for our conciliere, please send them to feedback at stockdr.com. And that way we can get Jesse to answer them for yep. you. And, of course, don't forget August 11th and 12th, meet and greet. Uh, you can have a set an appointment with myself, Lee Seiler, the stock doctor. So uh, it'll be in the Phoenix area area i'll be probably staying downtown somewhere so we can meet at one of the offices or uh we can meet wherever bring the, the whole family bring the whole family bring the whole family bring the kids what's the nicest hotel in the uh, downtown area that's where lee will be staying. yeah <laughs> we don't have to name it just just pick the most expensive okay, one no, that's, it, where, it, that's where the doctor will be, be a holiday and express the doctor sure, is in sure. hotel motel yeah. so that's uh, actually next week so 11th to 12th if you want to sit down with me and talk about your portfolio call the office 888 
888-855-2855 or 888-855-BULL. You can email feedback at stockdr.com and ask for an appointment as well, and uh, we'll get them set for you. All right, so let's get into, uh, you know, last week, Bitcoin had that little bit of a rally. It ticked uh, $40,000, first time in like six weeks. And then it has since pulled back. But the talk was that Amazon, AMZN, which is one of our top uh, holdings in our portfolio, Apple being the top, they may start taking Bitcoin by year's end. What's your what's your feeling on that? And I, I don't I, know. I, if, I, I just don't see – you said it yourself. Last week it hit 40000 per coin for the first time, which means that it, it was previously lower than that. And then this week it's pulled back again. And it just seems to me like if – if the currency they're accepting is that volatile, it could potentially hit earnings. It could, you know, so yeah. I, I just don't, I don't feel like they're going to, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there are days that this coin fluctuates five to 10%. It was $65,000 in mid-April. Right. So the chart looks like OJ's lie detector. So test. if you think about this, if some, let's say Amazon says, okay, we want to diversify our portfolio and we'll start taking some Bitcoin but we're going to allocate a percentage of Bitcoin for long-term holding, blah, 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 blah. What if it, we just saw, like you said, Nikki, 60,000 right. to 30,000. It's going to have a significant impact. It I mean, could have. Honestly, what was the high 65? 65. 65,000. And the recent low was 29. Yeah. In some change. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not pretty. I, you know, I'm not a fan of a company like Amazon accepting it. Me neither. Unless they're doing some kind of ransomware deal. I don't know. <laughs> Which seems to be what Bitcoin's really good at. They're really good at that. Yeah. Interesting note, though, Bitcoin ownership in the United States has tripled since 2018. I believe that. But I believe this. It is time for our millennial moment. Put your arms in the air. Swing them back and forth. See those lighters? There you go. Because our megalennial, Nikki Ward, has something to say. Roar. Hear you roar, Nick. Come on, let's hear it. Roar. Meow. <laughs> so more than 40 towns across the United States are offering relocation incentives for remote workers, according to the website Make My Move, which helps people apply for these programs. Okay, so, hold on. Before you, I just want to say, so please? remote workers. So people. I work up from my house, and some random city is saying, move here since you don't have to change jobs. Are you sick of the high cost of living? Do you sit in a lot of traffic? Uh, so they're offering incentives to get okay. people who aren't going into an office okay. to move to less populated okay. areas. So, so they're giving them money? There are a variety of incentives. Okay. So there's anywhere from cash payments of 2000 to 20000 housing assistance. There are some perks like park passes and camping equipment. There's also uh, golf club memberships as well as some student loan debt assistance. That, that camping equipment is not part of your housing allowance, is it? No. Okay. No. Okay. You're trying to leave San Francisco, not move there. Okay. All right. All right. So I was reading a story about a woman who, funnily enough, uh, was sick of the high cost of living in San Francisco. And so while we're working a remote job at the end of 2019, applied to Tulsa Remote. So shortly after that, she was approved. And Tulsa Remote, which is funded by a local foundation, gave her $10,000 to move to Oklahoma. Wow. So then I was interested, are there other states that are doing this, other cities? So 
uh, moving to West Virginia could come with a cool twelve thousand dollars <laughs> in relocation no Not even close to enough money. Oh, Listen. that's probably the average salary Actually, there. I was say, think about twelve k West if Virginia. You walk, guys. If you walk into to West Virginia with twelve k, they move you into the governor's office. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I, it's a lot of money in West Virginia. That's funny. Saying. All right. Uh, twelve thousand. Maine now offers workers who have been residents for a full tax year the ability to apply for a tax credit on their state tax returns, which can potentially net up to $377 per month for student loan payments. Didn't you say that Maine had the worst infrastructure or water? I said Rhode Island did. Rhode Island, Maine? Rhode Island, no. Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. I Rhode Island. Oh, they said Rhode Island. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I thought somebody said Maine had terrible infrastructure. I mean. Okay. It's a beautiful state. It's a beautiful state, but I don't think any of the for like infrastructure s- of up north is really so. Is, are, is there sound. any good cities on this list? Wait, they wouldn't be on the list if they were good cities. If if okay, if they, they have is to Miami pay, paying you? No, if they have to pay you to move there, think about it though. What if you already lived in one of these places and you hear this news? And you're just like, <laughs> you're like I, I, they're, all, they're paying people all for I, this. All I got is this lousy T-shirt. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. Choose Topeka, with incentives funded by the county, offers up to $15,000, and this is a perk, an extra $1,000 in Jimmy John's subs if you purchase a home in one of their delivery zones. Wow. So far, 43 people have taken them up on the deal. Moved to Topeka, Kansas? Mm-hmm. And they get, and they get free Jimmy John's. How much? $1,000 worth of subs. A thousand? How, I mean, I'm not a, a huge Jimmy John's guy. I, yeah, what is the sub cost? Six bucks? I, seven bucks? Probably right. in that range. Something so, like that. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you get 15 of them. I swear I didn't make this up, but Bob Ross of Choose Topeka said the town is receiving a big ROI. The average salary of relocating workers is 35000 more than the local average. So that means more income is being pumped into Topeka's local, you know, retail, recreation, and housing. It seems like a great fix for places within the gorgeous country that we are fortunate enough to live in with a declining population or economy. I have to tell you, I think it's a fantastic idea. I do too. I think for some if places, you are a hellhole USA, yeah, and you need people there, pay them. Yeah, Alaska's been doing it for years. Alaska's been doing it for many years. Yeah. the oil money. I you Although could not I don't incentivize say, me to move. To Alaska. I don't want to say hellhole about Alaska. It's beautiful, beautiful yeah, but state. Who would want to live there? It's too cold. That's the problem. It's yeah. just you know. Same I thing like as the Maine. sun. You know. Yeah, I've been to Alaska many times, and we have and, a lot of clients in Alaska, and people don't relocate to Alaska. No. Willingly. You're bo- yeah, you're born. Uh, you're military, yes. Right. I got it. Right. But you're born and you, you're you born and raised there and you live there. That's that's how it works. I mean, For sure. sure. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't pick up and move. I, I'd have a hard time moving north from anywhere in the United States. And wow. Well, that's not to mention your boss won't let you okay, work so, remote. Right. So. Nikki, tell us on that list, what is your opinion of the best city on that list? Uh, Maine, without a doubt. Maine. So yeah. the state of Maine. They didn't, it's not a specific city. It's a, a state. Right, for that specific credit, but I know specifically Augusta, Maine is offering other incentives besides the student loan debt. Okay. Okay. I love Maine. I love visiting it. I love visiting the state in May. Go pick up my lapsters. You know. Lapsters. But that's it. Wow. Portland, beautiful. I went to Scarborough, Maine. Beautiful. Just coastal Maine. Never been to Maine. I love it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Is it nicer in Buffalo? I've not been to Buffalo. <laughs> hey, come on. Buffalo is a great place. And I'm not going to Buffalo. Okay, so I'm not going back to Buffalo. That's for sure. I talked to my buddy Ray from Buffalo. Yeah. And uh, he just called me actually today. He and about how cold it is. No, it's not cold in Buffalo right now. Is he eating chicken wings? 
don't know, but he sends them to me. Bill's Mafia. Oh, yeah, that's that, right. Yes, yeah, he's the one who, who will airship you. Uh. He sends them to me from the Anchor Bar because I, I love the that's Anchor love. Bar wings. That is fantastic, and he's a, he's a good friend. I've known him for many, many years. Um, but we come back. We're going to talk about Robin Hood, which will start trading tomorrow in the hood. H-O-O-D the is their ticker. Hood. Yo, what's, what's up? The ticker. The ticker. The ticker. The ticker. So Robin Hood will start trading tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Also, don't forget, next week, August 11th and 12th, we have a meet and greet. Details to follow. Give us a call at the office. 888-855-2855. That's 888 888- Eight five five two eight five five. If you have questions about your portfolio, whether it's suitable for you, whether they're the right investments within your portfolio, or what you should do, be doing different, I'll be there August eleventh and twelfth. You can call us eight 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 five five two eight five five or email feedback at stockdr.com. You're listening to the prescription. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Here is a quick list of things that you do not need in a financial advisor. One, they do not need to be in the tallest building in town. Two, they do not need to have a one-size-fits-all program. And three, they do not need to have a zombie apocalypse survival plan. Here are a few things that you do need in a financial advisor. One, a firm that takes their fiduciary responsibility to heart. Your success is their success. Two, custom-built portfolios, not cookie-cutter. And three, the ability to use stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and exchange-traded funds to make the right combination of security and investments for each client. Let the stock doctor and his team give you a free portfolio checkup. Call at 1-888-855-2855. That's 1-888-855-2855. Free financial review, no obligation for all clients, except for zombies. Zombies are on their own. If your investment portfolio is feeling run down and listless, you may need an appointment for the Stock Doctor's Prescription. Conveniently available during your midweek lunch hour, the Stock Doctor's Prescription can be heard at noon on Wednesday, only on KFNN. The Megalennial, the Fiscal Therapist, and this just in, join the Stock Doctor and me, Million Dollar Bill Keevan, every Wednesday at noon on KFNN, 1510 AM and 105.3 FM. When you come to the desert, many things can be dangerous, but there's nothing more dangerous than a pit full of rattlers. Arizona Rattlers football is back. Don't miss a second of the action. Become a part of the ninth man for a membership of $10 per game for new season ticket members. All fans are welcomed as the Rattlers return at 100% capacity in the newly transformed Phoenix Suns Arena. Call 602-379-8274 today. Don't wait. Arizona Rattlers strike back. And we are back. Thanks for joining us today on KFNN Money Radio, 1510 AM and 105.3 FM. You're listening to Stock Doctor's Prescription. I'm Lee Seiler. Justin Kenny's in the house. Nikki Ward is in the house. Before the break, we mentioned that Robinhood will be trading tomorrow as a public company. And uh, the ticker symbol is H-O-O-D. 
H-O-O-D. Now, Robin Hood has been the subject of many, many issues here lately. And um, part of it's compliance and how they handle certain things, their sure. trading platforms, et cetera. But uh, the company is going to be going public between $38 and $42 a share. And what's unique about what they're doing is that they are offering up to one-third of their shares to Robinhood users. Don't know how they're coming up. Is it a lottery or whatever? I don't know. Um, but this valuation in that range will be somewhere around $35 billion for Robinhood. So they're randomly selecting customers they're randomly? to purchase so, so basically, when an IPO happens, you usually put your indications of interest, saying, hey, I'd like to take down whatever, 10,000 shares, 20, 50, whatever the number is. So I guess what they'll do, they'll they'll They say, randomly select them. Give me your indications. Once the price is set, selected customers will receive an update and the option to edit, confirm, or cancel their order. The order has to be completed and submitted by the user to be processed. Okay. You know, I think that is unique and it's kind of cool because, you know, if you're a user of Robinhood... You want to own the stock? They're giving you the opportunity to maybe why wouldn't buy they ground make, floor. Why wouldn't they make that available to the, the the people on the platform for all the shares? I mean, if it's Robin Hood and Robin Hood is all about robbing the rich and giving the you people want me to tell you why? Yeah, because because they have they need institutional hands in there. Yeah, they need they need the big boys. The Robin Hood shareholders are not the sticky ones shareholders. Been trying to stick it to, or at least acting like they're there to do that too. They need brokerage sponsorship. Yeah, and uh, but I I think it's a interesting idea don't know how it's going to play out i have no idea uh, you know i think that if the stock is up a little bit or is it going to be short-lived are the robin hood shareholders going to get and dump it for a quick profit now are there any restrictions on i don't know we that. don't know okay because mm -hmm. oftentimes i remember when we used to get ipos and do them we'd have a, a 30 day hold time lock or up. some kind up. of re not a lockup but just say hey you know what if you sell this one 30 days you're not going to get any more because they're trying to stabilize a the market. Right. They want to make the book on buyers and sellers, and that's that's why they need the institutions in there. Well, if you look at what the Robinhood users did with, I don't know, some of the meme stocks, then yeah. every, everything should be okay. Hold but, on forever. What's incredible, though, is uh, when you look at the numbers from Robinhood, talk about the accounts. From 2016 through 2021, half of the new brokerage accounts opened were at Robinhood. Crazy half. Half. Half of them. Now, I assure you it's not half the money no. going into brokerage accounts. <laughs> no. It's half of the accounts, which means little Johnny opened one up for $200. They made $522 million in the first quarter. They're expecting to make in Q2 546 to 574 And they currently have 22.5 million accounts with $102 billion in assets. And what's remarkable about that is those are non-retirement assets because they do not right. house IRAs, 401ks, like, Yet. Correct. Like all the other heavy hitters on the street. Yeah. So that means, folks, it's basically their individual and joint uh, individual joint accounts for the yeah, most part. Cash mm -hmm. accounts. Right? Yeah. I doubt many people are opening up a trust at Robinhood. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's but funny. so uh, but they are trying to get um, maybe that custodianship that you need so they can have IR and house IRAs and Roth IRAs and, and qualified type accounts, which I think would make a huge impact on their numbers. I think so. That well. alone, because we look at our accounts, for the most part, most of the, if uh, clients have several accounts around, uh, whether it's joint accounts, individual, uh, their bigger accounts are usually the IRAs. Well, I think that oftentimes that's the account that gets opened, you know, when you're at your youngest mm -hmm. or 
you've you've transferred or rolled an old 401k into exactly. your IRA. And that's how it winds up having the balance that it has. Agreed. Well, speaking of IRAs, and, and before I get into that, I just want to make sure, if you have questions on your IRAs, on Roth IRAs, any qualified plans, I'll be in town next week. I can get together with you August 11th and 12th. Call the office, 888-855-BULL, or feedback at stockdr.com. But I want to just tell you something about, and I want to... Really, I just want to uh, praise our megalennial because we have a, a, a large client that's been transferring in assets over time. It's taken a while because it's 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 a long process. Well, there was, there was a, somebody passed away right. and right. everything had to be retitled and things like that. Retitled and death certificates and all that kind of stuff. It does take time. Well, when uh, when this account came in, I noticed the Roth portion was enormous. You know, when we looked at when they, when they were coming in, all right, when before they got in there. And thinking to myself, wow, this this person did a great job. I mean, they put a lot of money into a tax free vehicle, uh, like we talked about the Peter Thiel story say, a take week the or page so. Page out of Peter Thiel's book. So when the actual statement came in for us to transfer the assets, Nikki noticed that it was titled in the client's name, but a traditional IRA. And she came to me and I said, "Well, wasn't that Roth?" She goes, "Yes, it was a big Roth account. Remember, you said it was the biggest Roth account you've ever seen." I said, "Oh, wow." I, you know, we can't, we couldn't figure it out. It's totally, it just dumbfounded me because what it was tax-free money and all of a sudden it was tax. So anyway, she took it upon herself, Nikki did, and called the owner of the account and said, you know, this was Roth money and now we're seeing it titled as traditional rollover IRA money. And she goes, wow, it was supposed to be Roth money. She called the company. It's a big major mutual fund company. One of the biggest. One of the biggest. So when you think, oh, it was probably somebody didn't really know what they were doing. No. they. These are the groups that see this over and over. The fact yeah. that this mistake was made is absolutely astonishing to me on their, on their it part. It rhymes with G-pro-slice. <laughs> okay. Um, but they made a mistake. A clerical error. A clerical error that took an enormous amount of money, put it from took it from what it was a tax free account into a taxable account and it had not been for Nikki looking at the title closely this could have got then we would have had to fight to get it done down the road oh if it had, if it had moved out to a new oh my gosh it would just not get done i i mean it would have just capped off an absolutely miserable set of circumstances for somebody who didn't deserve it i've never experienced that I couldn't even tell you how could we resolve something like that because how do you change the title after it's at the new place? Yeah, it just doesn't happen. That I is think, unbelievable. Think, yeah, it's crazy. I'm that is so glad we don't have to deal with that. So, good job catching that, Nikki. This is for the megalennial. That was that was huge. I, I mean, huge. I I think about what could have happened, and it's scary. So, the moral of the story is, folks, is that you need somebody watching your back. You need somebody that has attention to detail, and that's our staff here at Siler Wealth Management. And, uh, you know, the folks that, that work here and part of this team are, are really, really good, or else they wouldn't be here. Well, I mean, one or two are here because <laughs> I like them. But um, anyway, so we, we talked about that. We're, we're running out of time now, folks, but we, um, Nikki, we, you had something else? I'm sorry. Do we want to talk about home sales? You know what? New home sales? New home sales, and I know it's big in Phoenix and in Orlando, and um, new home sales came in below expectations. Six hundred and seventy. These are new home sales, not existing home sales. 
676,000 versus 795. That's down 6.6%. Was supposed to be up. Mm -hmm. The median sales price of a new home was up 6% year over year. The supply has gone from five months to 6.3. So my my question, now prices are still the same because labor costs, material costs are still very high. DR Horton is saying they're going to start slowing the actual building process, but they have a huge backlog. So are buyers starting to take a stand and say, wait a minute, we're not going to pay these ridiculous prices as just because I know your costs are going up. Those are transitory shot. Yep. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think is going on here? Is it just the cycle? Because we're still not, we're still barely over a million five in, in new houses being built. And, and that's our average. I don't know. Do you think maybe, do you think maybe the increased expense of materials has just scared these people, you know, back a little bit maybe they're looking at existing homes and that's why there's no inventory or maybe i I don't know i think after a year of frenzied buying and price gains in the double digits that newly built homes are just out of reach for much of the demand that remains in the market just take a breather you know and and it's not that i think they're taking a stand i don't think they can afford housing is getting and housing is getting ridiculous it is getting expensive except unless you own a high-rise condo in south florida yeah no those guys are (laughs) a little bit cheaper i mean i you know that's and that's a terrible story but it just it things like this happen, and that's probably going to keep the uh, civil engineering firms in business for a long time. They're going to be busy as, as if they didn't have uh, rising tides, you know, to worry about in the first place. Or now crumbling infrastructure. Now they're going to be about keeping these buildings up. If you live in any high rise condo anywhere along coastlines, uh-uh. you're going to be uh, saying, "Wait a minute, we don't want to check. We're the HOA." Which, by the way, I used to be part of one. You never want to spend money. But now they're going to say, hey, we're this HOA. Um, instead of every 40 years checking out the infrastructure of this building, let's, let's do every it every four. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Eh, six or seven. Hey, you've been listening to Stock Doctor Subscription. Don't forget, I'll be there August 11th and 12th. Email us, feedback at stockdr.com. Thanks for listening. Replay tomorrow and Sunday. Have a great rest of the week. I'm a million-dollar Bill Keevan, and I wrote a book. It's a collection of 43 essays about how to learn the lessons in the stock market. It's called Drop Dead and Other Words of Wisdom. Now, my ex-wife gave me that advice, drop dead, and it meant something, and I don't think it was nice. What it means to an investor, though, is that you should absolutely have a drop-dead price to sell before you enter into a trade, and that is good advice. Drop Dead, in other words, of wisdom is still available in print at Amazon.com and a variety of other...